Hello, I'm your host, Nosakari Osatohame, and you are listening to the Wandering Blackbird podcast, a podcast created with storytelling in mind. Join us as we explore life through books, faith, reviews, DIY, and self-care. Hello, guys, and welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm going to be starting a new Bible reading challenge, and this time today, I'm going to read from the book of John. The Gospel According to John is going to be the first book in this Bible study series that I want to start on this podcast. Lately, I've been finding it difficult to read the Bible, and I just feel like starting this challenge would not only help me to to spend more time with god but it would also help me to read my bible more and to be more inspired to read my bible and hopefully it would inspire you to also see reading the bible as an interesting hobby it's always important to start reading and understanding a chapter of a bible by reading the context and this is usually found in most bibles there is a page where the introduction to this the chapter is written and we see that it comp- it comprises of the summary of that chapter or that book and if you want a better understanding you could just search online for the summary of that book in order for you to understand it better as you read so for me that's like a very good way to be able to understand a book in the gospel according to john the it presents jesus as the eternal word of god who became a human being and lived among us as the book itself says this gospel was written so that its readers might believe that jesus is the promised savior the son of god and that through him their faith in him may have life after an introduction that identifies the eternal word of God with Jesus, the first part of the gospel presents various miracles which shows that Jesus is the promised Savior, the Son of God. These are followed by discourses that explain what is revealed by the miracles. This part of the book also tells how some people believed in Jesus and how they became his followers, while others opposed and refused to believe. And we see that in chapters 13 to 17, the record was recorded at length the close fellowship of Jesus with his disciples on the night of his arrest and his words of preparation and encouragement to follow them on the eve of his crucifixion. Then the closing chapters also tell of Jesus' arrest and trial, his crucifixion and his resurrection and his appearances to his disciples after the resurrection. The story of the woman caught in adultery, which we see in chapter 8 verses 1 to 11, is placed in brackets because many manuscripts and early translations omit it, while others include it in other places, just like we see Mark, Luke, John. So some of these, we see that the stories are quite different some are rephrased some stories were omitted and some were added so this is what we see in this chapter 8 of john of which we're going to get there soon (laughs) so jesus um the book of john emphasizes the gifts of eternal life through christ
a gift which begins now and which comes to those who respond to Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. A striking feature of John is the symbolic use of common things from everyday life to point to spiritual realities such as water, bread, light, the shepherd and the sheep, and his sheep and the grapevine and its fruits. So the book of John generally is about is an account of the life of Jesus, his miracles, his works of miracles, and his preaching using parables. Of course, it's that is included in the book of John, and we also see that the central theme in the is the kingdom of God and the coming of Jesus, the messianic character of Jesus. The reason why I said the messianic character of Jesus because Jesus is seen as the messiah, the savior of the world, the miracle worker, and we can we can see that exclusively in the book of John. When I was still in uni, I took a course on theology, a theology course, and we learned about the synoptic gospels, which are Mark, Luke, and John, and these give different accounts of the life of Jesus. I was so interested and one book I learned about was the book of Luke but the book of John I never really had the time to study it and now I'm so glad I I can study it now. Of course I've read it before but like just bits chapters but now I want to read it from chapter 1 to chapter 21. The book of John has 21 chapters which we're going to finish in time, but today I'm going to be taking two chapters. So, without further ado, let's begin. So, a mini disclaimer before we begin: I am not a preach. I'm not a pastor, rather. I'm not a licensed pastor. I didn't go to theology school. I'm just a girl who loves Jesus and who is trying to be closer and stronger in her faith. And of course, I want you guys to be inspired just like I was inspired by a few people. And yeah, that's it. The Word of Life, Chapter 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. From the very beginning, the word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The word was the source of life and this life brought light to humanity. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has never put it out. God sent his messenger, a man named John, who came to tell people about the light so that all should hear, who should hear the message and believe. He himself was not the light. He came to tell about the light. This was the real light, the light that comes into the world and shines on everyone. The word was in the world, and true God made the whole world through him, yet the word did not recognize him. 
He became to his own country, but his own people did not receive him. Some, however, did receive him and believed in him, so he gave them the right to become God's children. They did not become God's children by natural means, that is, by being born as the children of a human father. God himself was their father. The word became a human being and full of grace and truth, lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory which he received as the Father's only Son. John spoke about him. He cried out, This is the one I was talking about when I said, He comes after me, but he is greater than I am because he existed before I was born. Out of the fullness of his grace, he has believed us all, giving us one blessing after another. God gave the law through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son who is the same as God and is at his Father's side, he has made him known. So in this first part, which is titled The Word of Life, we see that this part establishes Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the bringer of eternal life, the bringer of truth, grace, mercy, a window for us sinners to become children of God. And so this is the Word of Life. And now we'll move on to the second part, which is titled John the Baptist's Message. The Jewish authorities in Jerusalem sent some priests and Levites to John to ask him, Who are you? John did not refuse to answer, but spoke out openly and clearly, saying, I am not the Messiah. Who are you then? they asked. Are you Elijah? No, I'm not, John answered. Are you the prophet? They asked. No, he replied. Then tell us who you are, they said. We have to take an answer back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John answered by quoting the prophet Isaiah. I am the voice of someone shouting in the desert. Make a straight path for the Lord to travel. The messengers who had been sent by the Pharisees then asked John, If you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor prophet, why do you baptize? John answered, I baptize with water, but among you stands the one you do not know. He is coming after me, but I am not good enough even to untie his sandals. All this happened in Bethany, on the east side of the river Jordan, where John was baptizing. The third part of chapter 1, the Lamb of God. The next day, John saw Jesus coming to him and said, There is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me, but he is greater than I am.
because he existed before I was born. I did not know who he would be, but I came baptizing with water in order to make him known to the people of Israel. And John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and stay on him. I still did not know that he was the one. But God, who, who sent me to baptize with water, had said to me, You will see the Spirit come down and stay on a man. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen it, said John, and I tell you that he is the Son of God. The First Disciples of Jesus the next day, John was standing there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus walking by, There is the Lamb of God, he said. The two disciples heard him say this and went with Jesus. Jesus turned, saw them following him and asked, What are you looking for? They answered, Where do you live, Rabbi? Come and see me, he answered. So they went with him and saw where he lived and spent the rest of that day with him. It was four o'clock in the afternoon. One of them was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. At once he found his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah. Then he took Simon to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, for this is the same as Peter and means a rock. Jesus calls Philip and Nathanael. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come with me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the town where Andrew and Peter lived. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one whom Moses wrote about in the book of law and whom the prophets also wrote about. He is Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good from, come from Nazareth? Nathanael asked. Come and see, answered Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, he said about him, Here is a real Israelite. There is nothing false in him. Nathanael asked him, How do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you where you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. Teacher, answered Nathanael, You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, do you believe just because I told you I saw you when you were under the fig tree? You will see much greater things than this. And he said to them, I am telling you the truth. You will see heaven open and God's angels going up and coming down on the Son of Man. This is the end of chapter 1. We've come to the end of chapter one of the gospel according to John. And one thing that stood out when in this book is the fact that 
they started from when Jesus started gathering his disciples and calling his disciples and when his disciples started following him because some people decided to follow him some he called so i find it interesting because it's similar to this series i watched once it's titled the chosen the chosen is a series about the life and the works of jesus christ right from when he became known as the messiah basically from just like the book of john it starts exactly from when john sees jesus christ and when jesus started getting to meet his disciples and how he starts performing miracles so i see similar traits in this too and i think it's really interesting that luke's account is different from this the book of john so i would definitely recommend reading matthew john mark luke those books if you want to get to know jesus so i think to continue now um maybe we shouldn't i actually have another thing to point out in this chapter one there is this similarity between the book of john and account of jesus changing someone's name and god changing abraham's name so it's kind of like a foreshadowing of the book of john but maybe not a foreshadowing more like a really a coincidence because jesus changed abraham's name to i mean from abram to abraham so you see that it's kind of coincidental and kind of ironic in genesis chapter 17 we see that abraham's name is changed to confirm him in the promise and this was the moment where god was about to promise him the land of canaan which he's going to his generations would live for a long time and at around this time abraham was 90 years old 99 years old i mean so okay that doesn't actually matter the age but i'm just referring to the name change and this is jesus's first moment of changing someone's name so let's go back to um verse 42 of chapter one then he took simon to jesus Jesus looked at him and said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas. And that is the same name as Peter. So Simon Peter, that's why we call him Simon Peter, because Peter also means Cephas, and Cephas means a rock. And it's kind of a preamble or a foreshadowing of Peter being the rock on which jesus christ builds his church due to my research i found that in matthew 16 verse 18 um we see that jesus i mean peter becomes the rock in which jesus builds his church and only that jesus finally we see a a a light and we see the light oh my goodness Sorry, we see how it 
we were enlightened by that little statement here in verse 42 we see a very big explanation of it jesus literally says that to simon peter that you are um blessed are you simon bar jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven and i tell you you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we'll see that this section is one of the most debated passages in the entire New Testament. I'm just reading from this article and in many ways a dividing line between protestants and catholic christians and what does this mean that whenever we're trying to do research on okay which church is better is he protestant or is he catholic people usually refer to this verse and they try to even check out the history of peter to be able to know that which church belongs to jesus christ and it's not supposed to be that way but people usually use it in arguments against which church is the church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's go back to this John. We're about to start reading chapter 2. But I just wanted to point this out because I just did a little research. And I really wanted to share it with you guys. The fact that some verses in the chapter... In, the new testament can be also be found in the old testament and some statements in the book of john can be found in the book of matthew or luke and we see some similar incidents too so everything is basically connected and yeah that's it it's actually kind of mind-blowing you know this verse still really strikes me out something i mean this incident of john of jesus changing simon peter's name to cephas didn't happen the same time he had made the statement of peter being the rock in which he's going to build his church so it's so similar and yet it occurred on different moments during the time of jesus so yeah, I'm done expressing my <laughs> my feelings. Okay, let's begin reading chapter 2. The Wedding in Cana, chapter 2. Two days later, there was a wedding in the town of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine had given out, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no wine left. You must not tell me what to do, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. Jesus' mother then told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. The Jews have rules about ritual washing, and for this purpose, six stone water jars were there each one large enough to hold about a hundred liters. Jesus said to the servants, Fill these jars with water. They filled them to the brim. 
And then he told them, Now draw some water out and take it to the man in charge of the feast. They took him the water, which now had turned into wine, and he tasted it. He did not know where this wine had come from, but of course the servant who had drawn out the water knew. So he called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone else serves the best wine first, and after the guests had have plenty to drink, he serves the ordinary wine, but you have kept the best wine until now. Jesus performed his first miracle in Cana in Galilee. There he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, Jesus and his mother, brothers and disciples went to Capernaum and stayed there a few days. Jesus goes to the temple. It was almost time for the Passover festival, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. There in the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep and pigeons, and also the money changers sitting at their tables. So he made a whip from cord and drove all the animals out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He overturned the tables of the money changers and scattered their coins. And he offered those who sold the pigeons. Take them out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remember that the scripture says, My devotion to your house, O God, burns in me like a fire. The Jewish authorities replied with a question. What miracle can you perform to show us that you have the right to do this? Jesus answered, Tear down this temple, and in three days I will build it. Are you going to destroy it again? In, are you going to build it again in three days? They asked him. It has taken four to six years to build this temple. But the temple Jesus was speaking about was his body. So when he was raised from death, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and what Jesus said. While Jesus was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, Many believed in him, and they saw the miracles he performed. But Jesus did not trust himself to them, because he knew them all. There was no need for anyone to tell him about them, because he knew that what was in their hearts. We've come to the end of chapter 2. So far, we've read chapter 1 and 2. And chapter 2 brings us closer to the life of Jesus Christ. He was invited to a wedding, to a friend's wedding. And we see that during the wedding, they ran out of wine. And we see that the it would have been a disaster if there was no wine in a wedding feast in Cana. So Mary... Jesus' mother came to him for help, although she didn't tell him exactly what to do. But we also see that Jesus is willing to help and to do surpass more than we expect. And we also realized that that was the best wine in the feast. So 
and most importantly to hit the nail on the head that was the first recorded miracle in the new testament john chapter 2 tells of the first miracle of jesus christ amongst many miracles he performed in the bible and because this was jesus first public miracle it is often considered one of the most memorable miracles and we call it a public miracle because the servants knew that he had actually what he had actually done and this is seen in um in verses six or was it nine no no yeah it was nine verse nine we see that they took him which now which had now turned into wine and he tasted it he did not know where this wine had come from but of course the servants knew who had drawn out who had turned the water into wine so this was his first public miracle and although some people would not believe when if they had been told that jesus had turned water into wine but people there are many who believed and many more who followed jesus due to the miracles he performed and in time jesus became known as the miracle worker before jesus began his public ministry he was invited to a wedding in cana and i got a clearer understanding in this series i have watched titled the chosen i had mentioned it earlier and that was after he had met his disciples so we see that he already had several disciples but he had 12 disciples whom were mentioned constantly in the bible so there were and they decided to go out of where the city they were living to go to other places to preach to begin begin their ministry and jesus we see we get a glimpse of how jesus social life was back then he was invited to a wedding with his mother mary and with several of his disciples and in the movie we see eyes the disciples were acquainted acquainted with this person and invited them for the wedding and of course we were not given a lot of details about this in the book of john but if you read some other books in the bible like matthew luke you also get a glimpse at some of the details that were missed in the book of john okay i think i need to catch my breath (laughs) so yeah i'm not actually taking tips from a movie i'm just trying to make you guys understand it more and on to point out to you guys that jesus also had a social life outside of his ministry and his yeah so we have some lessons from this miracle this first miracle first public miracle that jesus performed we um the purpose of jesus miracle of turning water into wine is also seen in this chapter 2 we see in chapter 2 verses 11 you see this 
the first of his signs jesus did at cana in galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him like i said earlier these miracles these these actions are what moved people to follow jesus more as how he got more disciples more fellowship and also we'll get to see that when he turns two loaves of bread and five fishes he feeds thousands of people with just that that is a miracle it is miracles are things that don't normally occur and it's an event that occurs outside the bounds of the bounds of natural law so everybody loves miracles well the people in the bible loved miracles when he healed when he turned he fed thousands of people when he turned water into wine and so many more of his miracles and that made them follow him and listen to his parables and learn and understand and love god more And so we still have to be cautious when we when we miss out on so that, so that we don't miss out on the purpose of these miracles and on the purpose of the life of Jesus Christ, the things he had done. Because he wants us to believe in him and to use our beliefs to cause others to believe in him. The purpose of his plan is to show his love for us, not for us to have a feel of the wine or the food or whatever things that he has provided. He wants us to hear him and to trust him and he responds by his blessings in our lives. So, but still we're encouraged to not just go follow jesus just because we want to see him perform miracles or in our lives or we want something from him which is why we have to take the courageous step of trying to get closer to god spending more time with god and trying our best to to love him and to get to know him and you taking this bold step to even listen to this podcast or me reading the book of john studying the book of john thereby spending some time with god with jesus getting to know jesus christ this is a really good step and congratulations to us we have come to the end of this podcast and i hope you learned a thing or two about jesus christ and yeah I wish you guys a a good morning or a good night. <laughs> Depends. Here it's it's eleven p.m. So I wish you guys a good night if you're in Nigeria and yeah. I'll see you in my next podcast. <laughs>